1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I am your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week is another unique episode. This is the first time I've talked to two people at the same time. Can he do it? This week I'm talking to Daniel Hayes and Vanessa Hayes. And they are the couple behind SimpleLifeTogether.com the podcast, and the site. And they are all about lifestyle design. Now, that has to do with routines, creating space in time and in space. Not really going to go sci-fi on you, but this is going to be another one of those episodes where we talk about the spaces that you work in and the time and the setup and the routine and the seasons and all that kind of good stuff. But first, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Igloo. Igloo is an intranet you'll actually like. You can share content quickly with built-in apps, blogs, calendars, file sharing, forums, and Twitter-like microblogs and wikis. Everything is social, so you can comment on any type of content and app mention your coworkers, follow content for updates and use tags to group things around the way that you work. You can add on rooms like mini igloos, for each of your teams to work in. It's easy because the whole thing is drag and drop and features responsive design and uses beautiful fonts from Typekit. Igloo has enterprise-grade security and you can start using it right away. It's free to use with up to 10 people and when your Igloo grows, it's only $12 a person each month. Go to igloosoftware.com slash beyond to start building your Igloo. This week is unique because I am interviewing two people at the same time for the first time ever. This week it is Dan and Vanessa Hayes. Welcome to the show guys.
2: Well, thanks. Thank we're you, we're the two for one special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, you guys do a podcast but also a website called Simple Life Together, which right off the bat, that's talking my kind of language. <laughs> and I also love to listen in on husband wife podcasts because just the give and take that you get from a show like that Uh, I have a few others that I listen to, one or two that I listen to that are like that. And you just get, I don't know, sometimes you get the drama a little bit, but in the fun way, you know, like, because it's been been battle-tested, you know. (laughs) So tell us a little bit, each of you take maybe a turn and say, okay, this is who I am and this is what I bring to the table as far as what you're doing with the show.
2: Okay. Well, Vanessa, why don't you go first on that one?
3: Well, um, I guess the first thing that is kind of, um, that stands out for me is that I am a professional... Organizer, and so that's kind of what I bring to the show as far as how to simplify things and make your life a little bit easier. and um, And I've got a lot of experience with working with families and with spouses on how they can have how they can come together to reach common goals to help simplify their lives. Because usually when they're calling me, they're kind of stressed out. You know, something is just to the point where they just need help. And so I kind of bring that to to the mix. Um, as far as the podcast.
2: And, and I was in the military for 27 years, and I retired. And uh, so, you know, for a long, long time, my life was, was pretty set. And, um, and that had its, its good and bad points. Um, it took a lot of time away from family, and I was gone a lot. Um, but I did love my job. Mm-hmm. It I was an absolute honor and pleasure to serve for so long. But when my time was up, You know, I kind of floundered a little bit about how we wanted our life to be. We were so used to moving every couple of years. And where that comes into play for us, Eric, is that through all of these moves, now Vanessa's moved 27 times. I think I've moved 19. And, you know, every time you move, you take an item and you're like, why do I still have this? Why is it still in the box from the last move? Yeah. Candidly, we were living that typical American consumer-driven lifestyle. Uh, you know the deferred retirement lifestyle, where you work until you're about sixty-five, and then hopefully you're still healthy enough to enjoy retirement. We both got really tired of working the, you know, working for five days to be able to pay for the two days that you take off on the yeah. weekend, and and we really sat back and looked at our lives and said, you know, what what do we really want to do? And so we started to design our lifestyle the way we wanted it. We kind of refocused our dreams and so forth. And as we were doing that, we well, kind the
3: answer, of, the answer kind of came to us. It was kind yeah. of like everything, we just need to simplify our lives. Right. And I think a lot of Dan's training – sorry to interject here, Dan, but no, no. just to – I think what you bring to this is that thank goodness he was floundering because he had to do a little bit of soul searching, I exactly. think. And, and with that, you know, he was struggling with do I – do I – fulfill society's ex- expectation of me to have this this nine-to-five job, running the rat race and making all this money or whatever the case may be? Or do I focus on things that are important to me, things that I want to do, not things that someone's dictating me to do? And so I'm actually very grateful that he had this kind of, you know... An epiphany. Epiphany, really. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then he was working on me, going, this is what I think we need to do with our lives. I think we need to simplify. And more than just organizing, which is my specialty... But no, like kind of downsizing, which is kind of odd to hear from, you know, middle-aged couple to downsize. Usually you hear that from elderly couples yeah, that have right. to go into assisted living or something like that, you know, or empty nesters or whatnot. And so it was kind of an interesting shift for us. But that's kind of what Dan brings to this. And then, of course, a lot of his background <laughs> with his training and stuff. But, um, but yeah, so I think that's kind of – thank goodness Dan went through that because it kind of set us on this path. And we are so excited about it that – we just had to share it and just kind of yeah. experience this with other people,
2: as we looked at it, Eric, we kind of were like um, th- there's there's on one side you have this consumer driven society, and we 're all inundated with that. We talk about it on the show all the time that yeah. you know the studies are your your the typical person could is possibly subjected to five thousand advertisements a day between their commute and radio and t v and internet and so forth, and then on the other side, there's minimalism, which we 're really drawn to. But, but we're still, we're, we're a family, we got kids, we're, we're somewhere in between. And there wasn't a lot of support out there for somebody kind of in between. We're not at the raising chickens in our backyard stage yet. We'd like to do that <laughs> yeah. someday, you know, but, uh, but we're not. We live in a suburban house um, that's, that's twice the size we need. You know, we'd like to go down to about eight or 900 square feet, under 1,000 for sure. So we said, there's not a community out there for us, so let's start one. And uh, so that's kind of how the podcast and the website was born.
1: I love that you, you actually touch on the fact that minimalism is appealing, but it can be almost as constrictive in some ways as the overabundance that, that most people, I would say on average, most people fall towards the – the overabundance of things right not, not that they're hoarders but right. that they just have so much stuff so yeah from that perspective somebody in the middle ground minimalism is definitely the direction you want to go but it's not necessarily yeah. the the full extent of where you want to be with
0: that
2: right and one of the things we talk about or a, a general theme of the show is there's no right way it's what's right for you and your yeah. family situation and everything and you know i personally run away from something that tells me this is what you're supposed to be like and this is what you're supposed to do and this is the right way. You know, we kind of, um, we shy away from that now and give people an opportunity to kind of shape how they want their life. And uh, Yeah,
3: instead of giving them specifics, this is how many items you have to have and this is how big of a home you need to live in, we actually shift the, the priorities or their thinking into, why don't you think about what your real goals in life are? Right. What what do you really truly value in life? What are your priorities, and then you can kind of work backwards from there, because you know, like we're seeing with this consumer driven society, we're we have all these avenues of letting things into our lives and letting things dictate our lives from even not just things, but relationships, activities, activities. You know, you feel compelled that you have to be the best mommy at the PTA or all this stuff, and and the reality is is that. That may not be the most important thing. Spending time with your family is probably right. the more important thing. Or getting more in line with your faith or whatever the case may be. What are, your, what are your, no kidding, true values and priorities in life? Then you can work backwards from there. And a lot of times what happens that we found just personally, and then with me working with others, is that you have to simplify. And naturally when you simplify, you're kind of editing out things, whether it be editing friends. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just sometimes you got to edit out the people in your lives. That are bringing either negative things and you know, negative vibes and negative feelings and just that people that stress you out, you know what? Maybe you got to cut them loose, you know? (laughs) Or or activities. Or activities. And and so everything just started to come back to simplifying. And there's no cookie cutter way of what simplifying is, but I think you just have to dig deep inside about what's truly important to you and you can work backwards from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, Vanessa, you as a, um, Professional organizer, you wouldn't necessarily say simplicity doesn't necessarily mean always less things. It just means that it's organized so that you do you simply know where the things are.
3: Absolutely, no, that's a very very good point. A lot of what I do is, you know, that's for me it's the easy part, but it's not necessarily easy for my clients um, uh, how to get organized. But I do have some key things that I talk about. You know, first we I go through a process, but we identify what they need and what, or what they want, what they love, or what they what they need, basically. Do you love it? Do you need it? Do you use it? Those are the three questions I ask them. <laughs> and then from there, that kind of qualifies what stays in your life, at least for now, because um, you can always edit again later. Um, but then then I I move on, and I'm like, okay, so you've got all this stuff, and it maybe it's just be some technical errors. Maybe they just don't have the right systems in place. Maybe they, don't, they don't have the right product, or they're not storing the stuff efficiently. Maybe they don't have the the items that are that they use every day in easy-to-reach places. So I talk about, you know, what do you use on a daily basis? Let's put those in more logical spaces, but let's actually give it a home. You know, there's a saying, it's called a place for everything and everything in its place. If you just simply establish a home for every item that you own, which is possible, it sounds crazy, but it is possible. It just makes life so much easier, not just for you, but if you have other family members in the household, that they know that the pens Are in, you know, whatever that that (laughs) drawer that's, you know, the top drawer in the kitchen right here that's where the pens are all gonna be. Or I know exactly where the cut, you know, the, the plastic cups are, or whatever the case may be. That's a big key to how I help people get organized is, you know, just establish homes. Um, but there's, of course, a big process that goes with that, too, as far as I like, try to get them to edit out things, the excess, because then they can focus on the things that really do matter that you do need. But anyway, that's a good, that's a good point that you bring up, that yeah. simplicity can be just defining homes for things.
1: One of the things I like is, as you enter into helping your audience learn along with you towards this process of lifestyle design, you guys drop a lot of F-words in your show.
2: <laughs> now, five of them, five of there them. are
1: five specific ones. Would you like to talk about what those are?
2: Yeah, as we were going through this, we, we, um, as we talked about earlier, the, it really helps in any of these systems, whether it's getting things done, uh, any time management, any productivity systems. A lot of them start with begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you... In the military planning is the same way. So when we looked at beginning with our end in mind, we looked at what are the things that are truly important to us, what are real what are the base things in our lives, the pillars of our lives that we're gonna that are gonna guide all of our decisions from now until we leave the earth. And and that is our faith, our family,
3: our, our fitness, fitness,
2: our finances, finances and our, our, our future. So through all of those we we kind of we make a lot of decisions that a good portion of the decision is already made um, and what I mean by that is every day we're faced with should I or shouldn't I on different types of things should I eat that particular food well if we we can make that decision as tempting as it may be in the moment, if we have already committed to a lifestyle where our health is important to us, which is part of fitness. Our health is important to us, and part of that is a good diet. If we've already committed to having a proper diet, then the answer is, the, the answer is already there for us. Mm-hmm. And so, these guideposts in our life serve just as that. They're guideposts to get us to our, our, our end goals. Mm-hmm. And so, those, they just happen to be all Fs. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, but we use those to guide us as mileposts through the, throughout everything we do.
3: Yeah, as we were looking at our life plan and how do we how do we want how do we see our lives, you know, and what do we really want to focus more on? And so it just makes it so much easier when you really know what are the things that are truly important to you. The decision making process is so much easier because, like Dan says, you know, the decision is pretty much there once you made that commitment. And so whether you're at the grocery store or you're deciding if you, if you need to volunteer to do something more. You're like, well, is that really in line with my family or my faith or my fitness or my finances or whatever? You're just better able to make smart decisions for yourself.
0: Right. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search.
1: now, some people would say, well, okay, but what if I don't really know what my um, pillars are? How would you suggest somebody maybe take some time to sit down and assess those?
2: That, that's a really, really good question. And I think, um, I think the answer is actually in the question. You do need to sit down if it's just you or you and your spouse or – and a lot of times it's you and your kids – you really got to sit down and figure out what your core values are. What are the things that you want to stand for? And and that can be pretty intensive, and it can change. Uh, at least parts of it can change. We thought we had a life plan. Mm-hmm. Um, we, d- we developed our life plan. We developed our future at one point, And that was when we were still a bit consumer-focused. And before we took on simplicity as a goal, you know, we bought into the uh, – let's uh get some land we got 4 acres of land let's build this big retirement home and that's where we we're that's where we we're going to be and i used to tell people eric this is where my ashes are going to be spread or whatever i'm going to die here this yeah, is it I'm this done. is where i'm going to be and then i really started thinking that okay what is the what's the real cost of that cuz everything has a cost and it's not just the cost that it takes you to buy something which is a you know after taxes cost. It's also okay. if you buy something, you're also denying yourself something else. Right. So that's why you have people who get trapped into this cycle of I have to work because I have to pay for the new big car. I have to work to pay for the new big house. Yeah. And if you look at our the typical Western society right now, how different our lives are from our parents' lives. When in the 50s, an average home was about 1,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. And then today, the average home in the United States is over 2,300 That's square right. feet. It's mm-hmm. close to 2,400 square feet. But around us, you can't drive a mile without seeing a storage facility. Right. That was unheard of when I was a kid. And then- Talk about uh, activities and, and your time schedule being cluttered. A lot of kids these days are signed up for everything. Yeah. And, and I yeah. like to, you know, I kind of call myself, I was raised as a free-range kid. You know, <laughs> my parents would, uh, we lived in a, a, a decent suburban neighborhood. I'd On summer vacation, I'd run out the door at 8 o'clock in the morning, and my mom would say, be back for dinner. And I'd be out playing with my friends, and we didn't have a lot. We just, you made up stuff. Yeah. Uh, you made up rules to games. You made up games. <laughs> you made up you know, <laughs> activities around a playground or in the woods. And, and that's so different from a lot of your average American kid these days or average American family. It's, everything is we, – we've all kind of bought into this thing gradually. And I think taking time to evaluate how you want to be in the long run – um, you'll see that a lot of the things that you've bought into may not really apply. Yeah. It's not what you really want.
3: And this is really, it's, Dan has some great points, but what, the one thing that got me thinking, and I don't even know who I heard this from, um, I must have read it on some inspirational blog or something, they said, what makes you feel the most alive? And when I really thought about that, for me personally, I had to, you know, I went, I had to ask Dan that, but I asked myself, that. Like, what makes me feel the most alive? And I feel the most alive when I'm with my family, just hanging out, relaxing, or when I'm out in nature, or when I'm taking care of my body. I love to work out, basically, <laughs> so I like to stay fit, but I feel the most alive because I, I feel I can, I'm just so in tune with my body, and I know when I can push myself, and I like to see the transformation that I make, and it just makes me feel good, and I feel healthy and alive and all that, and so those were all very important things, and when I looked at that, I was like, I want to be able to spend more time with family. I want to be able to travel more. I want to be able to, to dedicate time to my fitness more and eat healthier. And you can't do that when you're tapped out all day long, whether you know it's at work or overcommitting with your kids and your family or you're a slave to your house, because then now it's hard to afford that vacation or time off or whatnot. And so Dan and I really had to that's kind of what we did. we said, you know what makes you feel most alive? Yeah. What do you really want to do with your life? You know, I also wanted to spend more time helping others anyway, that just might be um, a tip for someone to start with too,
1: yeah, and I think part of what you're you're talking about when you talk about the word simplicity or even the word simple, part of what you're saying by having these pillars is you know let's call out what are what are the the essences or what are the core Pieces of what my existence is about. Oh, that's good. And by doing that, you can then make easier yes or no calls on all these things that come in that maybe don't have to do with those things. Um, I wonder how do you decide then maybe between two options if both are good and both are part of these pillars?
2: Wow. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, like any other conundrum that you face as a couple, um, there are times when you have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, we haven't, now that you've brought it up, we really haven't prioritized those pillars. You know, there's not one that's more key than the others, except for probably faith. Mm-hmm. We, um, and, and then I th- would think family. Yeah. And finances will work itself out. Future will work itself out. And I think fitness will too. So we would probably have to measure uh, to see which Pillar, it's more in line with, but I think that that's a, a, a certainly a, a good point to for further exploration. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a it's a good question because it's a conflict like any other conflict you face, and
3: um, well, like any other conflict, I think the key too is is communication. I mean, that is huge. A lot of times, and I think honestly, even to be honest with you, with Dan and I, we had this kind of generic idea of what our future was going to be, but I don't think that we really. Really hashed it out together Until recently Until we got on this new path And I think that's huge And and fortunately Dan and I Have a really We have really great communication And we can just You know Pour our hearts out And be completely honest With one another Even if we don't like What we hear We can do that And I think that's key And then you take time To think it over And then you go Okay And you may have to Give a little bit You may have to Sacrifice a little bit Of what you wanted uh, because in the bigger scheme of things, it's more important that you have a, a strong relationship and that the that, that other person in your life is, is happy. Right. So, um, and I know we've kind of done that. I know Dan's had to kind of give because I, I do take my fitness so, you know, seriously. Uh, but sometimes it can get in the way. And so I have to go, okay, I'm I'm. Spending too much time on that, I have to find the right balance. But it's never going to be perfect. You always have to relook these issues, and I think communication is going to be key with it all.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. And that's the thing when we when we talk about people who uh, we get asked a lot. Well, what if one spouse is into simplifying their lives and the other mm-hmm. one isn't? Mm-hmm. You have to default back to the the vows that you made when you're married. It's better or worse, you know. So that has to be take primacy in your decision making process. Uh, but I think if you're if you're close enough to to hold that true in your relationship, then you're also close enough to be able to communicate well about it and meet somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and I think also due to the, you know, seasonal nature of life, there's going to be times where, you know, for example, if finances was one where it's like, okay, we're going to take this season and we're going to, in order to have a future, we're going to focus on our finances right now. Right. And, right. you know, pay down all our debt. And and so that means that without sacrificing maybe family time we're going to do different things to support family time that don't require spending money and so right. you, you kind of analyze all of them from from all different angles and and kind of use them together as, as much as you can you know
2: right yeah so, maybe family time is is having a garage sale of the things that you want to get rid of and and everybody has their job in the garage sale and make it fun, you know. So it kind of does both.
3: <laughs> and they, yeah, and they earn a little bit of money, right?
2: That's Our daughter unusually. loves. <laughs> I mean, she loves when we have the the community garage sales. We usually don't have much to sell, but,
3: yeah. but we'll
2: take something out there because she loves to be involved in that. Yeah, yeah, no, my daughter
1: right. loves to to sell her stuff too, but mostly to get the money to get more stuff. <laughs> to get more
3: stuff, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always have to bring up my daughter. Okay, if you want new, you got to get rid of the old. One in, one out. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> practice this rule. One item in means one item out. That's how we maintain the balance in the household. Right. (laughs) And that's, you know,
2: you alluded to it earlier, Eric, you know, I mean, it was spot on. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, having less doesn't mean denying yourself. It's not like we, you know, each one of our kids have a stick and a rock and that's all they have to play with. (laughs) You know, they have things, they have the things that they like, but it's just not to excess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And another aspect of the, the whole seasonality of life is that one of the things that makes moving from season to season so much more easy to do is routines. And I know that you guys have talked about that a bit. I'd love to, to bring out the question that I ask everybody, which has to do with routines, which is, in an ideal world, how do you start your day?
3: <laughs> oh, I start my day the night before. Yeah. And I have a nightly routine. And so my nightly routine usually consists of a decluttering routine. So I pick up the house, and actually we as a family do. The kids pick up their rooms, we put all the dishes away, whatever it is. We clean up the living room, put everything back to its proper home, like we talked about earlier. Um, And then I take a few minutes to review my calendar um, because I want to know what to expect the next day. Even though I usually know what's going on, I still want to make sure that I'm prepared mentally um, on, on the important tasks of the day. So I prioritize my tasks. I actually... Like to, I'm a visual learner and a kinesthetic. I like to write things down. Even though I'm very digital, I still will take out a sticky note every day and list my top three to five priorities. And then what I do is if I have a meeting the next day, I lay out all of my clothes, whether it's my workout clothes or clothes for the meeting. I have all my outfits laid out, ready to go. And then we also prep like the coffee maker or... Just I look at what the meal is going to be for the next day and if I have to pull out food from the freezer, I get that ready. So I know that when I wake up the next morning, all I have to do is pour that coffee, <laughs> review that to-do list, and I'm ready to go. So my how I start off my routines, my day is the night before.
2: And mine, I do review things the night before. And, of course, I take part in everything Vanessa was just talking about. I'm an early morning guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was up this morning at 3.30. That's not. I'm not usually up at 3:30, but I'm usually between 4 and 5:30 is when I'm usually up, and I don't. I don't set an alarm clock unless I have to be to the airport or something like that. (laughs) But uh, that's just. I just wake up naturally. I go to bed when I'm tired. I wake up when I'm rested. The first thing I do is I usually make myself a cup of coffee. I try to be quiet in the morning. I use an AeroPress, so I love that coffee. If it's not my AeroPress coffee, and then I'm usually a little disappointed. <laughs> and then I usually hop online. It's my time. And if I have a, a project, a creative project that I need to work on, like if I'm writing, I'll work on that. But I break all the productivity rules that, <laughs> that you hear people talking about with not checking email or Facebook or anything like that. I do check those, but there's very little in my life that is an emergency uh, or urgent. Because you know you can use little I, you just use little tactics to kind of eliminate that every once in a while an emergency comes up, you know the car breaks down and you have to get it fixed or what have you. I work from home, my commute is eighteen steps from the house out here to what we call our world shed quarters and uh so it's a pretty easygoing lifestyle that we've designed for ourselves, and i love absolutely love my morning time. he
3: loves his morning time, and let me tell you when he doesn't get that morning time. He's a little grumpy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a a nice word for it.
3: (laughs) But I mean, but it's because routines are so great because it's you know what to expect, you get into a rhythm, um, you're just naturally calmer, you know, and I think when you even when you get your family into routines, things just run so much smoother. I have a whole briefing that I did or a presentation I did for a, a group of moms about establishing different routines and how important it is. Not just for you, but even for your family, because you're you're really kind of teaching your children um, some good life skills and how they can be better prepared to be independent adults. And so, I am a huge, huge advocate of routines because it just creates that calm. And like I said, even when I'm out of my routine, I'm also I'm a grumpy pants too. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> we both get yeah. a little grumpy. <laughs> and, and Eric, can I uh, can I interject something here? Sure. I- I really like the, the, the term that you use, seasons. Yes. And, when, and a, future, um, a future episode we're doing, we're going to be focusing on, um, in our way of thinking, we have tasks, and then we have routines, and then we have rhythms. And that kind of harkens back to our, our, both of our military careers where um, you, know, you do individual tasks uh, to, uh, to accomplish, obviously, a task multiple tasks put together you you can accomplish a a mission or a collective task and then you have a a rhythm of how things go throughout the day when you're like say if you're deployed or something like that uh or you're out in the field and there it's what we call the battle rhythm and so that your expectations are known and the things you have to do to meet those expectations are known and you said seasons but then we all grow up kind of in seasons um even if it's not weather-related seasons, there's different holiday seasons based on your faith or, or the country you live in. And we all have these different seasons It's that rhythm. And if you, and if you suddenly were moved to a different culture and that had different uh, holiday-based seasons, it would be very, very foreign to you and you'd feel, probably feel uncomfortable. You may be intrigued and excited about it, but it would feel different and uncomfortable and you don't know what's expected of you at different mm-hmm. times. And and I think the same holds true when you're talking about your rhythms of life, and so that's how we kind of break it down. And and we just kind of wanted to share that in a future episode of of tasks, routines, which can consist of multiple tasks, like your morning routine that you just uh, alluded to, and then and then there's the um, the, rhythm. the rhythm, yeah.
1: I love hearing that you guys are working on your morning routine starting the night before. I wonder, for some people, I mean, I've had multiple people say, well, I start my day the night before, or I'm a night owl, or I'm a morning person, and there's all these different, there's a spectrum of people there. Did you come upon deciding to do the stuff the night before because maybe that's when you were less tired, or you knew you'd rather do it that night than groggy the night or the next morning or vice versa?
2: I think we both have something. Well,
3: I, I, yeah, my reason is because one of my struggles, and I know that sometimes you bring that up with your, um, the people that you interview and you talk with, but my struggle with productivity or and whatnot is time management Mm. (laughs) because I'm a task master. I want to knock out as many tasks as possible and I will fill every second of my day with stuff and so that's one of my struggles, and knowing that I have to make sure that I am, because I will, like I said, I'll, I'll sleep to the last minute, and I'll make sure that I have exactly forty minutes to get dressed, or you know, thirty minutes to work out, or whatever the case may be. So I had to just buy I was kind of in two with my struggles and and where I kind of fall short when it comes to being um, I don't know on time to things. So I had to I realized that I need to in order to make sure that. I'm where I need to be and, and I'm squared away for the day and not flustered, I had to start it the night before. So it was kind of a need. I really had to do it the night before. So
2: And, and for me, it was just part of my, I didn't really do it when I was a kid, um, but ever since I've been in the military, from from day one of basic training, you set up a night display is what it's called. And it's your uniform for the next day, your you know notebooks or anything that you need, your boots are in a certain location. When you go to bed, they're untied so you can slip them right on, and everything's <laughs> hanging right there. Everything you know exactly where it's going to be because when they sound uh, the wake-up call in the morning, uh, the bugler sound on the wake-up call, <laughs> you got like three minutes to be downstairs and in formation, dressed. That's right out of the right out of the rack, and so you just got so used to having everything squared away at night. My mom, I guess, actually before the military, my mom on the before the first day of school. We had all our clothes laid out in a chair ready for us to put on that next day. Yeah. And so now that I think about it, that's probably where why it felt so comfortable to me when I was in basic training was mm-hmm. my mom doing a night display for me. That's yeah.
1: awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of that going on when I was young. Um, I still struggle. I still have the idea in my mind to get stuff together the night before. Uh-huh. And the best days are the ones where I do that and have my – Morning time, so I'm not grumpy. Uh But yeah, yeah, I. But it shifts because I we have an eight year old daughter. She's almost. She'll be not. Well, she's eight and a half, I guess. And then I have an almost two year old. And so those two (laughs) spectrums of difference, like something comes up where you know, like for example, my son's sick right now. So that's kind of thrown our schedule or our sleep schedule, I should say, out of whack a little bit. And so. Maybe more than a little bit. Anyway, and <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you adapt. It's like, OK, uh, if my wife's up late and then I'm up early at about five with him so she can sleep and the other way around, it's not. So I don't get my own time, but I do get time with him. And, well, you know, you it's, go. you know, so allowing the grace and, and being uh, flexible in spirit right. towards <laughs> towards changes as they come uh, <laughs> as you move. But having the routine makes it so that you've got the structure in place So that you still always have like a a forward momentum and you've got kind of a groundedness towards, you know, day in and day out, but it then allows you to have that flexibility to to move forward. How do you guys approach maybe as seasons change, maybe making changes to the routines like, hey, this isn't working. What do we need to do here?
3: Well, I'm always about reevaluating where we are. As a matter of fact, I was just uh, talking with Dan saying, hey, we need to kind of, uh, there 's been some changes as far as uh, business wise i've been, you know i 've gotten a lot busier at work, and so some of my routines have kind of been slacking um and i 'm all about just being open about i 'm not perfect i 'm pretty well organized I do practice what I preach, and I am more than willing and happy to share that but I also just, things do come up like you said you know and and so things got busier at work and I'm just having a hard time keeping up with the meal planning, so I just asked Dan. I said Dan, you know, since you're such a fabulous cook, and because he is, he does, he makes these fantastic meals on the Big Green Egg, which is our our grill, our grill, smoker and everywhere. smoker, everything in one. We love this thing. I'm like, you know what? I usually defer to you about what you want anyway. Do you think you can maybe do that part? And so we have to. So when things are getting hectic, we just. We stop, we communicate. We, I'll say, here's what I'm struggling with. Can you maybe take on something else or whatnot? And he does the same thing with me. He's like, I really want more time, whether it be my morning time or time to focus on my fitness. And we have to adjust. Sometimes it's not um, ideal for me, you know, but in the big scheme of things, I'm like, hey, he's already supported me with all these other things. That's the least I can do. Let me give that to him. Right. So we, again, we just communicate. And I always, um, and even with my clients, I, I always say that you need to have time to reflect, to analyze your systems, to see what's working, what's not working, and let's tweak it. Because again, things happen, things change and sometimes you gotta kinda tweak it a little bit. So
2: Yeah, that's I mean, that's the cycle of, you know, continuous improvement, that plan, do, study, act cycle that you go through in and, and any routine mm-hmm. to continuously evaluate if it needs to be updated or not. And I'm also taking over more like the family finances. Uh you know Vanessa's just busier at work and my time is my own I, I i do work with very select clients and almost all of those i work with virtually. virtually and so that can happen at any time so the rest of the the rest of the day is mine i'm essentially <laughs> retired from a good portion of my business life other than those key select clients yeah. and so i can i can say yeah i'll take on finances again and take care of bills and all that so um, I think it's a, a good advice to continuously look at areas that where you can improve.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great guys. Uh, and I love hearing that you just, okay, uh, uh, this, this isn't working. Hey, you, you can do this. Can you? And, and yeah, yeah, kind of shift it back and forth where the, the weight it's, it's, you know, a whole yeah. life <laughs> <And> so, approach. <laughs> so we've well, broken
2: you- all the paradigms. Vanessa does all the yard work including <laughs> mowing the lawn and everything. <laughs> and I guess I'm doing the cooking and I don't look anywhere near as good in an apron. <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't want to leave you with that visual, but but uh too late. Well,
3: you know, it's like you can either you, you can either just dump a task all to, altogether, you can delay it, which usually just makes the situation worse, or you can delegate it. And delegate seems such a negative thing, but really it's not. It's kind of a teamwork thing and that's luckily Dan and I have a a, a great Relationship where we, we can do. we can share tasks and things like yeah. that, and so yeah, and so I just delegate it to him. And-,
2: <laughs> and Eric, the only morning that I'm really picky about my things oh, is Thursday, Thursday morning mornings. because. I'm usually listening to you and Cliff, yeah, the, through the chat room.
3: Oh, you got to uh, see him there. He is he is just buzzing around the house. He's trying to get our daughter to school early, yeah, he, because he's like, "This is my morning. eight o'clock. I got to be back he by is eight o'clock." There, so. <laughs> <laughs> right? You can't miss it. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think this is a good place to land with. Really just let's send some people to your site and tell them what some of the resources are that are there. Obviously, there's the podcast, Simple Life Together, and I'll have the links to all this in the show notes.
2: Okay. And, you know, really the, the next thing is we kind of have show notes on steroids and, <laughs> and they're, <laughs> they they're way too long. Uh, but we just want people to at least have a resource to go to. They're almost a transcript in a lot of cases. Yeah. But um, we really want people to have a resource to go to. Vanessa has uh, a ton of different organizing videos that we either link to through simplelifetogether.com or through her site at getsimplified.com. And then uh, we do have a couple of uh, tutorials and so forth that are up there. And hopefully we're just providing a resource for people to to come and look around, get some ideas, and then share. Because that's one of the big reasons we started the site is we love the feedback and we love them sharing um, the listeners and community sharing tips. So and probably a community coming soon. We really would like to have at least some forums for people to uh, to post some things. Our edit and forget it challenge for people who mm-hmm. want to edit 2013 things from their life in 2013 is. Took on its own life. We yeah. have so many people that have signed up for that and made progress, and that's open all year long. And so, tons
3: that have already accomplished the goal, including us. We've yeah. got rid of over two thousand items, and a couple other folks that have done that as well. So, yeah. yeah, you can you're more than welcome to to join that as well.
2: Yeah, sign up for that, and then there's a, a corresponding uh, private Facebook page that goes along with the "Add it and Forget It" challenge. So, we'd love to see. Anybody who wants to join us there, and there's no pressure. It's not about the number of things. Right. It's really evaluating what's important in your life. It's just that we happen to assign a number as just a, you know, some type of, I guess, a qualitative goal, not a quantitative goal. Yeah,
1: that's awesome, guys. I'm I am very glad that I'm not the only one out there that's putting out a podcast about this stuff. So, oh, yay! Oh, good. I- we highly endorse. Stuff. Yeah, I highly endorse your show. Your your show is one of the ones that I listen to that is similar to mine, and so people should definitely check that out as well as all the stuff you just said. So, uh, simple life together, and what does it get simplified?
3: Yes, yes, that's right. I has a Z in there. I yeah, know.
2: <laughs> Yeah. That, before I knew anything about SEO whatsoever, I said, hey, this is a cool name.
3: <laughs> I am like, oh, yeah. I love it. But just because I love it doesn't mean anybody else loves it or right. gets it. You should but, see me on the phone trying to spell out, and get you know, simplifies.
2: <laughs> the funny thing is, though, I mean, she has tons of followers and her YouTube channel and Jeez. because she does a lot of great videos, you know? And so... <laughs> But yeah.
3: Yeah, Eric that's it. (laughs) If I
2: only knew then what I knew now.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, thank you again, you guys, Dan and Vanessa, for coming on the show. Well, thank thank you, you, Eric. It's It's been a pleasure.
3: pleasure,
2: absolute pleasure. Thank
3: you. A lot of fun today. Thank you so much, Eric.
1: You're welcome. Well, that wraps up another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Head over to the show notes for this episode at beyondthetodolist.com slash 40 to follow along with all the links and to go ahead and let Daniel and Vanessa both know that you enjoyed this episode. If you've been enjoying Beyond the To-Do List, please help us out by going to beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes. And go ahead and leave us some feedback, especially if you have gotten something out of this episode or any other episode. We would greatly appreciate it, and we will see you next time. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. Find more great podcasts like How to Podcast, Clean Comedy, Once Upon a Time, Christian Worldview, and more at noodle.mx. Think, laugh, and succeed by subscribing to our podcasts at
0: noodle.mx.